Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be here this morning. Our service today will be a little bit different, and um, we have a few presentations that we'll be doing today. At this time, I want to call up our first group. It's actually going to be from Kenya, and they will be doing a song and dance. And so could you give them a round of applause as they make their way up front? Elizabeth Oroko is my name. God bless you. We are happy to be here this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My name is Sarah Sang. We are presenting Africa and Kenya. Okay, go ahead. So we'll just sing along a song that says, The Lord has brought us this far. In each and everything that we do in life, God has always taken us through, even in our time when we are so low, God is always with us. Amen. Amen.
I love all the colors. I feel like I should have just been up and dancing, you know? At this time, uh, I'd like to welcome Makanalani to the stage. She'll be doing a dance for us.
thank you, Makanalani, for blessing us by worshiping through dancing. At this time, I get to uh, call up a couple that I love their culture and I love just talking with them. Jacinta and Mr. T. They are originally from the Samoan Islands. And so they will be doing a presentation for us in Samoan. And they're making their way up. You know what I love about Mr. T is that even at his age, he's very fired up about the Lord. Very fired up about the Lord. You can go ahead. Um, for the sake of those who don't know us, my name is Jacinta, and this is my husband, Mr. T. He introduced himself, the original Mr. T. <laughs> Except he doesn't have gold chain. <laughs> he's the best dancer, but he's not going to dance today. <laughs> I just thank you for this special Sunday, Culture Sunday. It's very beautiful in God's eyes. On my birthday, one year, one of the, our kids gave me some bouquet of um, red roses. All red. I like it. Then the other day, two days later, my other daughter brought me another bouquet with different kind of roses. They're so beautiful. And my four-year-old granddaughter came to my house. She said, Grandma, I like all your bouquet of roses, but I like the one that have different colors. And that picture told me at that time, different culture are very beautiful. You agree with me? I mean, my, I love my red roses, but I like that bouquet with all different colors. It's awesome. It's very great. We are very happy to present our island of American Samoa. There is two islands out there. There is uh, islands, island of Western Samoa. That is an independent island. But American Samoa is a territory of the United States. There are a lot of different people in American Samoa, different culture, different color. Then I remember what um, John 3.16 says. I was saying English and then we're saying Samoa. For God so loved the world, I highlighted that word, world. You know why? Because John did not talk about mountains, about ocean, about birds, about uh, anything else. But John is talking about culture, people like you and me. We are special in God's eyes. And that's why he created 
different people from different kind that uh, from different part of the world. Our ethnicity is very important to God, and God loves us. And so we're not a, we're not a good singer, but praise the Lord, we can use our voice to praise him. So we were going to sing. We practiced this song for so many times, but Mr. T makes a lot of mistakes. <laughs> so we'll try. Forgive us if our voice is not that um, good in your ears. Okay. We'll say this scripture, John 3:16 in Samoa before we sing it in English and we sing it in Samoan language. John 3:16. Ioane tolus fulman ono. Fapeo na lo fa maele tuai la lang. Waia au maiena na tia chotas. Ina iele fanosetas. E fatu tuai atia. Ama waia leole fabao. John 3:16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have a lasting life. We're going to sing that, and then we're going to sing two verses in Samoan, and we're going to end up in that last verse. It's, it's English first. Oh. <laughs> I told you. This is what I got. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son to die on Calvary from sins to sin. Someday is coming back. What a glory that will be. Wonderful for me. Jesus was on that cross one thought was he was he has us in his thought in that time he wants the world to be saved and that's why he died on that cross and thank you thank you for listening thank you thank you guys so much
At this time, would we welcome Linda Black to the stage? Linda will be doing a medley for us this morning. Lamentations 3, 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. and play uh, when I'm at home because it's just me and the Lord. I'm not a guitar player, but I love worshiping the Lord. And he takes whatever you have to give him. And you just need to bring your all and bring your best to him. And he receives it. Several years ago, I was in um, the hospital and I was near death. And I know that the Lord was watching over me and he had his angels watching over me. And so the medley that I'm doing today are songs that are important to me personally because of God's faithfulness to me. His eye is on the sparrow and great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the fashion? Oh, okay. We'll we'll forget the guitar. Uh, I'll take the the cord off, the capo off, I'd have it online. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows fall? Why should my heart be lonely? And long for heaven and home When Jesus is my portion My constant friend is he His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. Sing it with me. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. I know 
Thank you so much, Linda. You know, as we've been going through this morning, I keep finding myself in tears and on the verge of tears. It's uh, beautiful to see the different presentations, but also culture coming alive in front of us. At this time, I'd love to welcome uh, Monica Wilmot to the stage. Would you give her a round of applause? Monica will be doing Psalm 23 in Spanish, and I believe this is something dear to you. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Um, uh, for those who don't know me, and Jesse said my name, my name is Monica Wilmot. Um, I was born in Guatemala. Uh, at the age of 14, I came here to the U.S. And the reason why this psalm is so precious to me, it's because my grandma, um, when I was a little girl, she would be the one taking me to church. And this is the psalm she would pray over me. And because of her, I came to know the Lord. She would grab my hand. and She was a tiny little lady, beautiful and precious. And I remember going with her and holding her hand. And it's the fondest memories I have of Christ because she embodied that. And so I'm going to read um, Psalm 23, um, Salmo de David, Salmo 23. El Señor es mi pastor y nada me faltará. En verdes pastos me hace descansar. Junto a tranquilas aguas me conduce. Me infunde nuevas fuerzas. Me guía por sendas de justicia, por amor a su nombre. Aun si voy a valles temblorosos, no temo peligro alguno, porque tú eres, estás a mi lado. Tu vara de pastor me reconforta. Dispones antes de mí banquetes en presencia de mis enemigos. Has ungido con perfume mi cabeza. Has llenado mi copa a rebarsal. La bondad y el amor me seguirán todos los días de mi vida. Y en la casa del Señor habitará para siempre. Amén. Um, you guys know the psalm in English, so I don't have to say it. And I hope you do. <laughs> Memorized it. But I am so blessed, not just because of my grandma. And I know that she just left that legacy. And I hold on to it dearly because of Christ, I'm here. 
So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Monica. And many of you may know this. I'm actually from Belize. And so, <laughs> yes, if you didn't know. Great reaction, Grace. I love it. Yes. I'm originally from Belize, and my wife and I, uh, October that went, we've been in the U.S. five years now. And uh, one of the things, I, I'll invite her to come and join me up here. One of the things I often tell her is that because I speak English, we were colonized by the British. And so it's British English, so it's a little bit different. But then I also speak Spanish, and then I also speak Creole. And so I tell her sometimes when I'm thinking through something, or even when I'm preaching, I have a thought that comes to me in Creole, but I'm thinking about it in Spanish, and then I'm translating to English. I know, you know, there, there's like a lot happening up here. But I say all that to say that this morning, um, my wife, uh, she also speaks those three languages, and she will be, we'll, we'll, we'll have a short word here, and she will be reading from Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 9, and she'll be doing that in Creole. One must accept them one, we're still weak in their faith. Not argue with them about what they think right to them do. Some people believe that they could eat all kind of food, but, that, but other people not strong in their faith yet. And they don't eat no meat at all. Some people believe that they that they right to eat all kind of food, but they not look down upon their one when they think that they right to eat meat. And then people, and then people when they think they right to eat all kind of food, not to judge their one when they think they right to eat it. After all, God don't accept them for beef and he own. We don't to judge somebody else's servant. The one where the servant they work for, that he fit tell them if they do good or if they do bad. Only the Lord could decide if they do right. So make him make sure that then you do it. Some people think that one day holier than the next day. And some other people think that every day that is the same. Everybody must make up their own mind for their own self. But we're right. The one we think one day holier than the next, he need to do that for another Lord. And the one we think that it's right to eat all kind of food, he need to eat for another Lord. Because it tells God thanks to the food. That is the same way with the one we don't eat meat. None of we live just we do what we want, and none of we dead just how we want. Because while we did live, we have to please the Lord, and when we did dead, we go for be with the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we dead, we belongs to the Lord. Because that we make Jesus Christ dead and rise up back again, so that he could be Lord over everybody. Then one we done dead, and then one we not dead yet. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning so far, God. We thank you for the songs, God. We thank you for the display of cultures and diversity, Father. And as we hear from you, God, we have ears that are open. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, Creole, it's, uh, it's Buntu. Uh, well, its base is Buntu, which is actually from Africa. And it's what the slaves in Belize used to communicate with each other so that their masters would not understand them. What you heard today is refined Creole so that you can move along and track along with us. But I'm excited about what I have to share with you today. In the verses we just read, the threat of division was over whether or not it was more spiritual to be vegetarian. And so you had the salad group and you had the steak group. And some argued over whether or not to celebrate special holy days. We'll come back to what's happening there, but I wanted to start with a few questions. And don't feel like you have to audibly answer these, but if you do, uh, feel free. So any vegetarians in the house are online today? Hmm? Any gluten-free people? Any pescatarians? Any keto eaters in the house? Any carnivore diet people? Paleo? Any dairy-free people in the house today? 
You know, when my wife and I, we first moved to the U.S., this was the strangest thing to us. See, from our Belizean mindset, when you had a potluck or you invited someone over, they just ate what you brought or cooked. Because food allergy and allergies as a whole is virtually, they are virtually non-existent in Belize. Now, we could have been insensitive and said, well, you know what? We're allergic to all non-dairy, gluten-free, vegetarian diets. <laughs> but we didn't do that. That's not what we did. We've since learned to ask, and we'll have food here in a bit, and there are all kinds of food for you guys to enjoy. But what about when the issue goes deeper than the food we eat and the diet we choose? See, our natural human tendency is to homogenize our surroundings and our acquaintances so that they are virtually indistinguishable from ourselves. But that is not a healthy environment for the body of Christ. And whether or not we are big fans of diversity, the fact is we are experiencing more and more of it. It's all around us. We have a greater range of entertainment options. We have numerous translations of the Bible available to us. And if you use the Bible app, based on the translation you choose, you can even get a different voice to read the Bible to you. I mean, how crazy is that or how awesome is that? You know? We have so many social media options, genres of music, clothing options, shoes, cars, phones, houses, churches, so many different cultures around us, a wider selection of food at the supermarket, and the list goes on and on. And while some people are enthusiastic about this increase in diversity, some find reason for fear and insecurity and even hostility at times instead of finding reason for joy. Now, in many spaces, diversity has led to division, politically, racially, culturally, in families, in the church, in denominations, and even in countries. Now, there has always been some of this, but division seems to be more prevalent these days. However, God has something to say about all of this. The church is what God has to say. The church is called to be a Christ-centered community of diversity. In fact, its very life proclaims the power of God to overcome the divisions that set people against each other. In his letter to the Galatians, the Apostle Paul said the following, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.28 Friends, the church is to live as a people touched by God's grace and no longer defined by the divisions that plague the world. Now, among the Christian church as a whole and like-minded Christians, unity and diversity has always been one of our strong values. But as I recently heard it said, we sing our hosannas in principle, but in practice too quickly we hear the cries of crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. See, no matter how much we claim that we value diversity, living with it is tough work. But it's always been that way, all the way back to the first century. And in the passage that we read from earlier, we find an ancient church that is not dealing with its diversity very well. If you remember, the early church was made up of two distinct groups of people, the Jews and the Gentiles. And the controversy over whether or not to eat meat, and which day was the Sabbath, was getting out of hand. So Paul writes this portion of letter to address that issue. See, naturally, we tend to think that our issues are more important. They probably aren't. And however that might be, differences don't have to divide. So why do they? Why do they cause division at work? In society, in churches, in relationships, in families. And why does diversity so often bring hurtful divisions? First of all, I think it's because we tend to be wary of those who are different from us. When people look or act or even think unlike the way we do, we're not sure what to expect of them. They make us uncomfortable, even fearful. And in our fear, we may even be tempted to strike out. And it can be that way in the church too. 
People can become so intent on defending turf or promoting the interests of the few that they forget the mission of all. Jesus prayed for his people saying, I ask that they may all be one so that the world may believe you have sent me. John 17, 20, 21. Church, we, all of us here, can all contribute to the mission of the church. But the mission of the church as a whole, rather than the interests of those most like us, must be the primary concern. See, differences are not going to just fade away in society or in the church. So what can we do? What can we do to live our differences in a way that honors Christ and is good for the witness of the church? Well, we can open our lives to change. You've heard it said, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But I challenge that with, as Christians and as the body of Christ, we should take on an attitude of always learning. I mean, it's how transformation takes place in our lives, by being open to the new thing that the Lord may be speaking to us. Yes, it will be challenging, because naturally, we want the people who differ with us to make the change. We tend to make our own practices and opinions a standard of truth. We both want the other person to change. However, rather than judging motives, we need to listen to each other as honestly and as openly as we can, assuming the best of motives. We need to recognize that there is sometimes more than one right way to think and to behave. The choice is not always between right and wrong. Yes, some things are black and white, but most things aren't. Many decisions are based on taste, preference, or tradition. In other words, don't make a big deal over differences. Don't allow controversies over opinions to be the center of your conversation. We must welcome one another. We must not forget, we are not the normal people. We are the abnormal people. We have given our lives to Christ, and through Christ, we're called to live by different standards. God calls us to love each other and treat each other the same, no matter what. We're not called to live in judgment house where doors are locked and bolted, where there's no handle on the outside of the door, and you can only get in if someone lets you in. We're called to live in grace and mercy house, whose door is always open, and a welcoming committee is there to greet you. And if they aren't there when you enter, it's not because you're not welcomed, it's because they have gone out in search of others like you who have a place to live and belong in the body of Christ. Amen? At this time, I'd like to invite Kyla to uh, play the keys for us. We're getting ready to close here. No one of us, church, and no single group of people can stand alone. We need each other to do what God has called us to do in the world. All of us are flawed. All of us need to be forgiven. And when we come together with our brokenness, differences and all, together... We can serve God. As Paul wrote, we do not live to ourselves and we do not die to ourselves. I'd love to invite Pastor Dan at this time as well to the stage. You know, even as I was sharing that, it made me think that numerous organizations can make a call for greater inclusion and diversity. But the only way we can do this as a body of Christ is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And submitting to the Holy Spirit in our life. And we're about to get ready to do communion here in a bit. And I'll ask the ushers to pass them out. But I, I think about life bringing this season. And the two of us standing here. And I think what's happening at Lifespring and is unique. It's probably unique. I don't know if any other churches who has two co-pastors who are serving each other, loving on a congregation. One is from a different country, and one is from the U.S. And I love this man very much. I really do. And so, as your pastor is at this time, we want to lead you guys through communion this morning. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to say.
How you doing? Right? This is amazing. This is awesome. I hope your heart is as full as mine is today. Um, I also was thinking this, not to be too negative, but look around. There are a lot of empty seats. Uh, if we're going to have a service this good, you know, this place should be full. And to recognize there's a reason why the room isn't full on a day like today. And to let that hurt our hearts just a little bit. To recognize there's still a lot of work to be done. But don't you know that we serve a good God who's not hiding in the corner, cowering in fear. He is strong and mighty. His plans and purposes, they're sure. And they will be done in the name of Jesus. And a part of that is what is happening here. Uh, We're moving forward into all that God would have for us. And I'm excited about that. I want to share a quick story as they're passing out the elements. When you go to Israel, anyone been to Israel before? Uh, We're going to do another trip, hopefully in the next uh, year or two. So please sign up for that. Save now. It's not cheap. (laughs) But you get to do two experiences that really open your eyes to some of the glimpse of what we got today. One is baptisms. You get to go to the Jordan and, and see baptisms. And you realize different nations, different cultures do baptisms differently. And at first, you're kind of like, oh, like, what is that? Or what is that sound? Or what is that? And then you realize, oh, these are Jesus people worshiping Jesus in a way that is different than my tradition or how I was brought up. And it's really healthy to get into that sphere and that atmosphere where it's a little different because then you realize even though it's uncomfortable and maybe unfamiliar you realize oh these are jesus people who love jesus they're doing it in a way that sounds and looks different than maybe i've done and maybe different than how i've grown up the second experience is when you go to the garden tomb anyone remember the garden tomb and they have a bunch of communion stations set up where you get to take communion and and it's a really special peace-filled place But again, it's people from different nations. And so you hear this group singing. I mean, it's so loud. It's the loudest singing you've ever heard. And you go over and you you realize it's a group from Kenya. And they're, they're dancing and they're singing and they're shouting. And then you hear another gentleman. He's screaming and shouting at the top of his lungs. You realize they're from South America. And and they're just praising the Lord. And then our group was quieter, right? Because many of us, we, you know, I grew up Presbyterian, the frozen chosen, right? Uh, and, and part of our culture maybe is a quieter culture. But you realize in that moment, there wasn't one that nailed it, right? There wasn't one that had all the answers. And it wasn't one that, and, you know, just, well, we need to all be like them. You never felt that there. Instead, you felt like, wow, I am just one small piece of a much larger puzzle, right? One little stroke of the paintbrush of a much larger canvas of beauty and color. I love what you said, Jacinta, earlier. That was so good. And so as we take communion, that's what we're going to receive today, is the body of Christ broken for us and the blood shed for us. But knowing whatever our context is, do you realize today, I mean, it's unfathomable the amount of languages, the amount of cultures Nations, Even in our own country, in the United States, the different ways that right now we are Jesus people. We are, we, there's, not a, there's a oneness. There's not a sameness. We're, we are one. We are united. But we're united in the midst of wildly beautiful diversity. And we're taking communion right now. Come on, get the goosebumps of the Lord. We're taking communion right now, knowing that people of every time. And every nation. And hopefully one day we could truly say every tongue and every nation. But right now there are thousands upon thousands of different languages. Right now, this Sunday morning, taking communion together. So let's take it together. The passage of scripture comes from, and I'll read in Creole, Matthew 26, 26 say, While they made eat, Jesus pick up the bread and thank God for it. Then he broke it and he gave it to his disciples there and he said, I want to take it, eat this time body. We'll eat the bread first. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your body way. Broken for we God. I thank you that you do that for all people. And so this morning we take this. To remember you. Amen. Let's eat. And then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. 
This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's take it together. Thank you, Jesus. coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his bride. Jesus is coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his people. He's coming back for the redeemed, for the saved, the rescued, the delivered. He's coming back for his bride. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. For every tribe and every nation, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. There's power in the blood today. Amen? Amen.